0: What's going on? What's going on, everybody? It is the only sports podcast. I'm Will. That's Casino over there. I'm back. We are back. Casino is back. Yeah. Uh, if you are just listening to the podcast version of the show, then you haven't had an episode since last Friday. Uh, go over to our YouTube page, and you'll have my thoughts on uh, the Super Bowl matchup and then a video I did of why everyone hates it uh yep casino we're going to hear about his thoughts on the uh two championship games today but also shout out to everyone who has been checking out our youtube channel as of right hey, now our ho. last two videos 106 views our last video uh that was posted uh about to be 2 days ago over 3 or at about to be 300 views which is insane that's insane i don't know why that one struck a chord but
1: well it's because i wasn't on the show and you know you're better and it's all the things (laughs) yeah they're tired of hearing my baby cry
0: (laughs) i mean uh there were some you know what we got speaking of in those comments we got one comment that agreed with me one comment that did not agree with me and then one just fucking unhinged comment so we really got the full spectrum of just great responses the unhinged one was like I said the only two people or the only group of people rooting or like like who liked this Super Bowl matchup was people (laughs) who lived in California and people who lived in Missouri right and the comment was Well, the only people who need to watch it are the ones who live in California because there's like 15 million of us. And I was like, by that logic, every person in California is going to watch the Super Bowl all on an individual TV, all rooting for the 49. Like, it's just what a weird, like, what a weird, what a weird. I don't know. But again, but that's the full, we got the full spectrum. (laughs) Yeah. But. How you been, Casino? I know your week has been a uh, let's just say eventful.
1: It's been eventful, um, and no, this is not because I was so humiliated and angry that my picks lost, and I'm upset with the Super Bowl. It had nothing to do with that. Maybe a little bit. I don't know. We'll see. Um, when I start talking about it, we'll see if that's part of a it. Smidge. Yeah, maybe a smidge. Uh, no, but I do. I, I, I had a lot going on this week. Um, and for those who are watching the YouTube video right now, yes, my son is in a swaddle because he's kind of wanting to sleep, but not. So we'll see how that works out. Um, so, yeah, we'll just dive right into it, man. My thoughts on the games. I listen <laughs> two things. I listen to your solo podcast episodes because I got to be like, why is why do we Thank have the best so much. shows? What? Well, yeah, I, I, I tried. It's, I suffered through it a little bit. I don't know how we got more subscribers <laughs> and viewers just solely on you. I mean, there was no comedic effort whatsoever. I—it's the money maker. The money it has maker. to be because I was when I wasn't looking at the screen and I was just listening to it. I was falling asleep. So, that man, sense. Yeah, yeah, it was—it was pretty rough. You needed—you needed me in there. Um, <laughs> that's just me tooting my own horn. Um, but yeah, so let's let's start off with uh, the Ravens game since that one was first. Um, so you got Ravens chiefs, there's really nothing to say. There was, you know, how we've always been about the, the refs, the refs, this refs, that helping KC. there really wasn't a whole too much of that, this game. I just thought it was very, very lack of discipline with the Ravens. I was frustrating watching this game and frustrating that the coaching staff did not ream them. On the sidelines for making these bad decisions, um, and everybody talking about like the one where Travis Kelsey got pushed back by Kyle Van Noy, Van Noy got flagged and all that, and they're like, "Oh well, Kelsey started it." Well, yeah, he did, and there should have been something there probably, but it, it's just like in hockey, the retaliation is going to get the penalty. The retaliation of Van Noy yep. coming in got the penalty. Just tighten it up. Stop.
0: Just why are you doing those things? So, but on that, what is your thoughts on just the, especially in games like this, where the emotions are obviously so high because it is, you know, a game, a one game away from the Super Bowl. I don't care. You're but a, no, you're a professional. I'm saying when it comes to taunting being a penalty because um, we saw again people made good points after every single catch or or move that Kelsey made he's taunting like a fucking maniac the uh-huh. one play that Zay Flowers gets up and spins the ball on the ground all of a sudden it's 15 yards and that's taunting
1: he also yes but he all, I agree with that but where it went past the line I think they would have let I think they would have let the ball spin happen and, like the initial push off, because the guy had his leg, but it was the standing over him and look over in the nBA they don't tolerate that like taunting all day. you'd make a dunk, you grin at him, you show your strength, you know you flex at him as you're running backwards, but walking over somebody that's a that's a technical you don't do that so being in front of him and and standing over him like that, that to me was just like all those other other professional sports that's crossing the line so that's where when i saw the flag come out was not even with the ball was when he stood over him and was taunting above him like that's where i thought the issue was and you know what regardless at that point i don't care man like i see all the points on on everybody's making like you just that was a good point and i get that but you're still a professional football team you are hindering yourself from winning this football game by making dumb decisions and putting them in prime in prime places to succeed. Oh buddy. I know you're not happy. You now are tired probably. Um, but another reason they lost that game is I had just said like the podcast before I am on the Lamar passing train. Dear Lord though, why not run the football? Why not run down their throats? Yes, they were stopping you a little bit, but not as much as, not enough for you to stop doing that. Like that blew my mind that they threw the ball so much in that game yeah. with Lamar Jackson's legs, and not even just Lamar Jackson. They have Gus Edwards. Where was he? Where was he that game?
0: Like, well, they uh, we
1: barely got it to him.
0: Yeah, I talked about it on the solo show where it was like, they, like you said, they immediately abandoned the run even though they rushed for uh, like 10 10 attempts and all of them were averaging like five yards a carry. So it's like, I don't know what... And again, it was a one-point game for... Or one-point score game for most of the entire, what, second half of that game. It was or I'm sorry, the first half of that game, it was 7-7. Going into the second, Casey gets 10 points. They don't score again for the rest of the game. It's Baltimore the entire rest of the game where, you know, they fumble on the goal line. but That was for, wild. Uh, Baltimore, the, again, they had 81 yards rushing. They were averaging six yards per play, but yet they only rushed the ball with their running back. Uh, with their two running backs, they gave them six carries combined. Which is mind-blowing.
1: Gus Edwards was destroying. And starting off the game with Justice Hill as your starting running back, there had to be been something else going on. Like, I don't understand it. I don't understand why they did not rush the ball with Gus Edwards. He had a phenomenal season. Phenomenal season. I, I just – it blew my mind. I don't get it. I thought it was – this time around, it wasn't so much, oh, the Chiefs the Chiefs got help, this and that. They got help because the Ravens were just being dumb. They are being yeah. dumb in the big moment. And to knock Lamar Jackson totally on this, I, I don't agree with totally. I mean, it's a lot of the coaching as well. Not doing the proper things. Not telling the team to calm down. Yes, I know emotions are high. But you're in... Things change when you're in the game getting ready to go. This isn't a regular season game where it's not going to hurt you so much. Like, this game counts. Like, yeah. this game counts. Be better. You're professionals. Figure that shit out. Don't let your emotions get to you. One of my favorite things. I'm, I'm going seg- to segue that over to hockey real quick. With the Golden Knights winning the Stanley Cup. One of their main things was don't engage. Stay disciplined. One of my, f- one of my favorite things. Just one of my favorite hockey moments, honestly, of all time, because it was part of the Knights winning that title this year, or last year, was one of their uh, one of their players, Nick Hague, is literally getting punched like he's up against the wall and they're punching him in the face. He's not engaging; he's getting punched repeatedly, just gloves and all, just straight into the chin, and he's smiling and not engaging. What happens? The guy goes to the penalty box. We get the Knights get a, a goal. So I love it. that showed discipline and they won the cup because they showed discipline. They didn't go and let the power plates kill them. That was smart coaching. And you saw all the behind the scenes stuff. Stay disciplined. Don't engage. Don't engage. Don't engage. The Ravens engaged every single time. And it hurt them. It, it, well, it's it frustrating also... me watching that game. Like yeah. I wanted, I wanted to go and yell and grab the coach to say, go and grab your player and tell him to calm the fuck down.
0: Well, it's also that thing where speaking of coaching, like I would really love to hear what the game plan was going into this game because you come in with the number one. Yeah, you come in with the number one rushing attack. You're having early success running the ball. And then it just you have one of the most electric runners, maybe in the history of the NFL. And instead you decide to just throw a deep seam route to your tight end in triple coverage. Like
1: doesn't make why? sense. Anyway, why are we, so doing that's my thoughts on that game. So kudos to the chiefs. They did what they needed to do. They, they did not engage that much and, or they were always also never retaliated uh,
0: last little bit on uh, the Ravens. So this game, we just said they gave six carries to the running back. Against Houston last week, they gave the ball to three running backs for a total of thirty-two 30, times. Yeah,
1: 30, it was like thirty-one times or something. So thirty-two yeah. times. Mind so, blowing. Mind blowing. And they
0: were averaging less per carry in those game in that game than they yeah, did in I, this game. I don't know. It this to me,
1: this was to me all coaching as well as the next game. So let's move into that next game. As frustrated as I am for the Ravens game, I am more frustrated about this. And this is not just because the Lions were my pick. I am, oh so my nice. God, I'm so frustrated. The Niners, they played, they played well. Like coming back in the second half, you know, they did what they needed to do on offense and they tore apart that defense. And we were, we were worried about that. I know you were worried about that, but where I was. Yeah, was, but then you
0: see the first half and it's 24-7 and you're just right. like, oh my God. And I God. thought a
1: lot of that was, a lot of that was having to do with, the offense was moving the ball. The offense was the offense was moving the ball and they did what they needed to do. I thought this was going to be more of an offensive battle. That was my whole thing was yes, um you you brought about the the Lions defense not being great. And I was like, that's fair. But can Brock Purdy and this offense keep up with Ger- Jared Goff and the Lions offense? It all went south when Dan Campbell decided to go for that um instead of making it a three score game again and being in the league uh lead and then your rushing attack was doing really well why not just keep rushing go go up three scores and then rush 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 you you can ball control like you can get into the fourth quarter guaranteed pretty much at that point with at least a one score lead and so going for that i understand your point i listened to you and i wanted to yell at you so bad through the goddamn video phone mm-hmm. that or the phone on the video that um yes it got him there being aggressive but it's a different game it's a different game it's a different, it's a different you are up 3 scores it's a different situation that's when you start that's when you start being conservative he agrees when you start being conservative <laughs> and you're like okay now let's just win this game let's kill this clock time management we're up 3 scores we're still moving the ball on offense. Let's just keep this lead as long as we can. And if we have to make this big decision to go forward on fourth on another time, we will. And it really, really frustrated me that they went for that because that's when
0: the wheels went, went off. See, um, I, I, just, I disagree when that's when the wheels went off. And I disagree that you change. You dance with the one who brung you. Right. That's the saying. So all year in that game, though, in that I get, yeah, you win or lose by your strategy. And the strategy didn't work this time, but his strategy got them to one game away from the Super Bowl. And I also think the turning point was go for
1: it. The
0: turning point was the Brock Purdy. Interception that hit the Lions guy right in the face mask and then bounced yeah, into Ayuk's hand, and all of a sudden they have a touchdown. That's fair,
1: but that drive was also going very well for him. Why? Because they had momentum. They got a fourth. They got a fourth and two stop. They got a f- four uh, four down stop. That you is know. huge. That is momentum in that crowd. That was that crowd was dead. You gave them a little bit of life. You go up three scores. You kick that field goal. You go up three scores. That. You you guarantee going, you're starting the next drive with the fans not excited, with the team feeling down. Oh, now we have to get three scores instead of, oh, we got this fourth down stop. All we have to do is get the ball down, go down and score, and now we're within a touchdown. Now we're within one touchdown. You gave them momentum. I do not agree with you at all on that. Um And then going towards the fourth, and this is not me not knocking San Fran. This is me knocking... Dan Campbell's decisions in this game particular. I liked his aggressiveness all throughout the season, but in this game to guarantee you a Super Bowl spot, you didn't have to do those things. So now you're, so now you're down 10 points in the fourth or whatever. uh, No down three. Yeah. You were down three and you try to go for a fourth and eight or whatever it was ridiculous. I I just, I don't understand. It was something fourth and whatever, been a week now i don't agree with that call either because you go you tie the game you tie the game and if they come down and score you still have time to go back down you don't have to worry about doing an onside kick look what happened the niners when they missed that the niners what do they do they came down scored made it a 10 point game the Lions drove back down they got their touchdown but the time was too late to do an onside kick so another that i don't agree with where they had a chance to be able to come back down, at least put it into overtime. So I don't agree with either one of those fourth down calls at all. And he almost made yeah. it again. He almost made the mistake again to go for it on that one. But, oh, dude, I, I don't agree with those calls. You were up. You could have been up three scores. You could have drowned the clock with your rushing with your running game, which was being very successful, by the way. So... I I had trouble with that, those
0: decisions, I mean, all day, all day. You, I'll, I'll, I'll say this, and you briefly mentioned it in the Chiefs-Ravens game, but both games, uh, penalty-wise, pretty clean. Like, nothing, agreed. nothing, on the nothing rest. to the there's nothing to talk about. Nothing. Like,
1: it, I felt the like Francisco... they did a really good job. I blame yeah. both the Ravens. This was, like, just the week before as well, where the Niners won and the Chiefs won. It's the other team being their own worst enemy. Yeah. The Chiefs uh, and Niners should not be in the Super Bowl. Are they really good teams? Did they do what they needed to do to get in? Yes, they did, but they were helped multiple times by the four other teams that screwed the pooch because apparently they're just A too young. The coaching wasn't right, time management, too aggressive, whatever it may be, not undisciplined. At least these the Niners and the the Niners and the Chiefs. They may not be the best teams. Obviously, they're in the Super Bowl, but they had those right things going for them. They were disciplined. They were being smart with their ball when they had it on offense. Um, Their coaching stayed, you know, even keeled the entire time. So that's – I think the other teams had more talent in certain spots, but they lacked in other spots that caused their own demise and then the team that was really well balanced and staying focused through the entire game, the Chiefs and the Niners deserve to be in the Super Bowl because they kept, they, they kept even keeled through under pressure every single time. That's my take on that.
0: Yeah. So that's not uh, me but try, now. Uh,
1: even though, oh, uh, fucking move, moving on. That was, that was <laughs> to good. address,
0: to address the, uh, the videos I did without you. Do you agree with my take that this is of all the potential matchups we could have gotten, this is the least interesting? By far. I I'm,
1: I have no care in the world to watch this one. I said I would root for one player. I want to see Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant do it just because it's kind of cool like Tom Brady is in very similar situation. Um plus I'm tired of the, the Brock Purdy hate. I think he's actually a really good quarterback and he's shown it with his numbers in the last two seasons. Like he's crushing it with his numbers. Like he's still a rookie people like understand that. And yet he still has these numbers took him to an NFC championship. And now the super bowl, like
0: how can you, uh, how can you not be big on this guy? I also, uh, I, I picked both games, right. Casino, because I said, we can't have nice things and, here we are without nice things. I win so, the regular season; uh, you
1: win the playoffs. That's how it goes. <laughs> I mean that is,
0: uh, but you can still tie if we end up pick having the same Super Bowl pick. Which I don't know who you're picking. Save it because we're going to do our Super Bowl picks a week from now. pick the Lions next Friday show. <laughs> yeah, but right now, if you you said you had a rooting interest in Brock Purdy, is there? I I. I said this in the last video. Is there any like likable people on either side you're like rooting for? I think for me, I agree with you. I think it's just, it's just maybe Brock Purdy, maybe Christian McCaffrey. Like that's it. He well, seems I mean, like, yeah, facing, Mc- like Mc- McCaffrey's never won one. Right? No, yeah, McCaffrey
1: not. never won one. Yeah. So, you know what? I mean, nah, you know, I don't, whatever McCaffrey's. I don't know if he's a douchebag or not, but he has a <laughs> talent to back it up. Um, so yeah, no, I Purdy because Mr. Irrelevant, I think that'd be a cool story and to shut everybody up. I hope he throws for like four touchdowns. Um, and then McCaffrey, I mean, look at his career. Like he is one of the most versatile and iconic running backs in the last two decades that like, like just, Thinking about it, you know, that's when I really understood football is, say, the last two decades. A little little bit more, but he, he's got to be in the top three iconic running backs that, like, just stick out.
0: Yeah, but it's crazy to think that, first off, we could add a Super Bowl where you're rooting. I mean, if it was, if the roles were reversed and going into the Super Bowl, it was Ravens-Lions, like, and it was everybody's rooting for Lamar. Everybody's rooting for the Lions, and it's like this excitement where it's oh, these two newish teams. You know, Lions have obviously never been there. The Lamar Jackson yeah. Ravens have never been there, and then it's like new blood. And then you even go further back. You go to the divisional round, and I mean, remember when everybody was hyped about the Packers? I mean, you uh, there was that graphic I believe it was on the pre-show or whatever, where like. Seven of the eight analysts were picking the Packers to beat the 49ers, and then that almost happened. So we literally had two weeks ago where it was, oh, maybe the Bills, maybe the Lions, maybe this techs, young Texans or Packers team, maybe Lamar finally yeah, gets there. When it there. was, when it and was then, fun. Uh, yeah, all these really interesting storylines where it's like everybody loves CJ Stroud, everybody loves Lamar Jackson, everybody. Oh my god, Justin or uh, Jordan Love, uh, you know, oh, this this Bucks team with Baker, yeah, the, like the, all the these young exciting, team, you know, <laughs> yeah. Josh Allen oh, maybe finally Josh does Allen, it with the Bills. Finally. And we're back to a matchup from four years ago that is a Super Bowl. I do not remember. Even though I watched the whole thing, I don't remember one thing from it except the end where Jimmy it's Garoppolo is
1: the, the pass. It's so funny when you when you, you mentioned I think on the last year your solo pod when you said Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, versus Mahomes, I was like, "Oh shit, I forgot Jimmy G made it to a Super Bowl." <laughs> yeah. Like it's that he, it's that memorable to me, right? Ugh.
0: He missed that throw, member down the left hand side to the guy who was like wide open, and that's basically why they lost the game. And, and no, then also, it. I don't, <laughs> they had a ten point lead, and then they gave it up to the Chiefs, which my Eagles also did. So misery loves company, I'm sure, but I uh, I don't know who I'm picking in the Super Bowl. I legitimately don't, but I know, I, I know just why. know in my heart, I'm not gonna enjoy this Super Bowl. There's no way this is an all-time classic. and if it is, I'll come on this show and I'll eat dog food. okay? that's that's my You bet. promised
1: a it. lot on this show and you have not followed you know you have not followed up.
0: But all. that's only because I don't remember, not because I don't I won't do them. <laughs> but so I will eat dog food on this show if I come on here and I'm like, that was one of the top five best Super Bowls I've ever watched in my life. okay? A top five because again, Comment section of last video was like this is going to be a great super bowl i don't know what you're talking about like okay to for that guy i will eat dog food if it's a top 5 super bowl i've ever seen putting Fair it enough. out there <laughs> so uh let's move on casino to i actually wanted your take on this because obviously the chiefs uh being in the super bowl means that we're going to get coverage with taylor swift and something happened In that Chiefs-Ravens game that made me now, uh, I would like to present my case casino, as I'm calling it, in defense of Taylor Swift, okay? So, in defense of Taylor Swift, this is much like my opinion of the Barbie movie, right? Where I went and saw the Barbie movie, and I was like, that was fine, and then I forgot about it right? Like it was just another movie I've seen and it didn't, didn't do anything for me. Yeah. For those right? of you who
1: don't know, like he, he's a movie fiend. Like he watches. Yeah.
0: It, I mean, look some, sometimes
1: me. it's just another movie for him. Like I, there's never been yeah. a movie where I'm like, Hey, I'm sure you haven't seen this. And he was like, yeah, you're right. I haven't. It's always been, Oh yeah, no, I've seen it. He's yeah. literally all of his downtime is watching T movies.
0: I also just watched uh, a movie on Netflix. Uh, I can't remember it, but it's like a Clint Eastwood. There you go. It's exactly, exactly. To the point, to the point. That one was good. You watch (laughs) it, you forget it. But no. So for the Barbie movie, again, saw it, didn't think much of it, like whatever. But you know what was great about the Barbie movie and why it was one of the best movies of last year? Because every single person I know went and saw the Barbie movie and wanted to talk about the Barbie movie. Right. Every single person who I have never talked to about going to the movies went to the movies, bought popcorn, went with their friends, made it an event, and went and saw Barbie. So, as not. someone like you, like you just said, as someone who loves movies, I love the Barbie movie because it brought everybody to the place I love. And now all of a sudden, everybody I know is wanting to talk about movies. Okay. So now, take. in comparison to Taylor Swift, every single person I know wants to talk about football and wants to talk about the Chiefs because they know Taylor Swift is dating Travis Kelsey. So then, all of a sudden, my dad, who rarely follows, uh, what is it, the NFL, he claims to be a Raiders fan, but he never watches it, just likes the Raiders because he grew, he was raised in uh, L.A. when they were there. Right. So he loves the Raiders. Never wants to talk to me about football. All of a sudden, he's messaging me about Travis Kelsey's podcast. What do you think of Taylor Swift's boyfriend? Like all these things. Right. My wife, shout out to her. She's been on an episode before. She's now like, what's going on with Taylor Swift? Why is everybody the NFL? It's everybody in my life now has an opinion about Taylor Swift and the NFL and Travis Kelsey, which again, there was just a report that got released where Taylor Swift, uh, her just being on telecast granted the NFL 330 plus million dollars in just revenue, right? Which is fucking crazy because you look at how much she is on the screen and I think uh, it was uh, Cowherd who did this like breakdown, or I read or I watched a clip where he was breaking down some article or whatever, where it was like every game Taylor Swift is at, she's literally on the screen for less than a minute total the entire game, right? And in defense of Taylor Swift, the last game where it was at Baltimore, the camera. Uh, for CBS was stationed on her for what felt like way too long in one single shot. And she's clearly watching the screen and you see her just go, please go away. Like you see her just like completely just like, like, I'm also sick of this. I'm the person you're you keep showing and I'm the one telling you stop but showing it's
1: never going to stop. You are a super icon. In the not just the states, the world. Like you are a major, major icon. If you didn't want people involved in your personal life, stop. And this is not me trying to hate on Taylor at all. I got my take on this as well. Um, so I'll just get into that. But you, you're dating a, a superstar player that was already very really well known and very well liked in professional sports, and then you, as a mega star, not even a pop, star, a mega mega star. You guys are now dating, of course. People are gonna be in, trying to get as much video of you as possible. So, I understand she's trying to be there and just watch the game, but you're not a normal person anymore. You're not, it, it, it isn't, it, it, you're not, and that's just the shitty thing about it. So, but I do understand her frustration, I totally get it. And my wife was it's been trying to like play devil's advocate and like nag with me, and it's been fun <laughs> where she's like. All these all these sports fans, all these football fans are hating on Taylor Swift. And, you know, they're just upset because, you know, they're not focusing on their football and all this stuff. And, you know, they're just haters. And I was like, I get your point. But more my frustration was it really felt like the NFL was going to do whatever they can to keep the Chiefs going. And that was where my issue was so they can continue to make money. I, I could give two shits about their relationship – Cool, mega star with a super talented uh, athlete. Fine, whatever. I don't care. It is cool. It's cool for them. They're happy. They're enjoying it. Yes, the TV is going to be on you constantly. But where I feel like a lot of people's frustrations coming from um, isn't so much with Taylor Swift. They just don't know how to direct it. I think it's where they're more upset with the fact that with her being around, the NFL is helping out a certain team or at least it appears that way. And we talked about that whole thing when they made it her the cover photo of the NFL page and all of that, that yeah. they're going to, they're, they're going to drool over this. Like I said, though, this last game, I didn't feel like the rest were on either side. I thought they handled it very well. That was just a down, you know, the downfall of the Ravens. Um, But, you know, they're just drooling over this. They're so excited. They're so excited for this to happen. And Oh man, we'll talk about our picks, and I got a whole story about that another time, and blah blah blah. But um, yeah, that my take on it is like I I don't I don't feel sorry for Taylor Swift. I don't. I don't feel sorry for Travis Kelsey. You are who you are. You have to know that that comes with the territory, and you're lucky. There's people that not sneaking into that damn um, press box, box or whatever. Yeah, you know, like. <clears throat> or literally just somebody in the crowd just turned with a video on you the entire time, not watching the football game. Like th- it could be so much worse. So just be okay with you have these Everybody, my wife, she goes, you know, the CBS and the Fox and everybody that, you know, they're going out of their way to, you know, video Taylor Swift. And I was like, yeah, but how much do you think the NFL is also like, Hey, do this. It's going to make us both profitable, you know, that's that's how yeah. my thought is. She was like, it's not has anything to do with football, it's just these these sites for their ratings. And I was like, Yes, but I'm sure NFL is getting a piece of the pie as well. Everybody's well, gonna yeah, profit off
0: 330 of... million plus exactly. Everybody's profiting <laughs> yeah.
1: on Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. It's money, money, money. This is best case scenario. Two shits on who came out of the NFC. This is best case scenario for NFL, for CBS. Because uh, they're going to be broadcasting the Super Bowl, they're going to make so much money off of this yeah. Super Bowl, and I guarantee you, I'm sure it's already out. Prop bets on how much screen time Taylor Swift's going to get. Um, blah blah blah. Is she going to
0: show up in the halftime show? How wild would that be? Uh, on screen time, take the under. It is, she's on screen much less than you think she is. Take the Fair under, enough. so but yeah, it's, also, yeah, it's but wild. She, so
1: that's my take on all of that. I have nothing against Travis, nothing against Taylor. I know we've, we've done our hater raid on that stuff. Um, but when it really comes down to it, I don't care about any of that. Yeah. I'm just frustrated that the NFL is doing what they can discreetly to try to profit off of Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. It's it's annoying. Um,
0: well, ironically, they're, not, like, they're whole- not
1: taking anything away from the game from me. They're not. right? No. Like, no. Five seconds on Taylor Swift in the game. I don't I don't give a shit. Cool. Show that. It's in between plays. Show the next play. If, if I see the plays, yeah. I'm all for that. So I don't, I don't uh, care. Well, you can show the outside also, of the stadium for all I care.
0: I feel, like, I feel like the only downside to this football-wise is it takes the spotlight off how good of a player Travis Kelsey is. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, he's in contention for, I mean... In the top five of tight ends ever, and I yeah. feel like now he's kind of just associated as like, oh, that football player dating the mega pop star instead of like a Hall of <laughs> Fame, one of the best to ever do it at his position, who is also dating a mega pop star. So, but I, mean, yeah, I totally,
1: I totally agree. Like he's arguably in contention for top five. I mean, there's only two that I, I could say I know are in the top five. And which would be um, Gronk and uh, um, oh my gosh, why am I totally playing on his name? Uh, Gonzalez.
0: Oh, yeah. See, I think I would take Prime Kelsey over Prime Gonzalez. I think Kelsey, that's to and me that's totally good argument. Yeah, because obviously Gronk's one. I think Kelsey's two. Dude, uh, if,
1: Gronk, if Gronk didn't turn into a cyborg because of all the surgeries he had <laughs> to have, I mean, maybe that helped them. I don't know. I mean, The dude walks around and you just hear him go, (laughs) Uh,
0: but yeah. So in defense of Taylor Swift, she made a shitload of money for uh, the NFL. She probably made a a shitload of money for herself, which good on both sides. But then the third thing is you can't can't be
1: upset that people are going to video you at a game. Like, yeah, like you're making money off of it. Shut up. However, the
0: one game she did not show up to was Monday night Eagles Chiefs. And I really think the conspiracy theorist in me is just because I know she's an Eagles fan because she wore Eagles jerseys on stage before all this Mm -hmm. Travis Kelsey stuff happened. And I really think she didn't go to that game because she didn't want to wear a Chiefs jersey when they were playing her team, which in my eyes gives her a, a... all of my respect, because that is such a sports fan move that I respect her more because of that. So, and you know what? If my, uh, I don't listen to Taylor Swift, but if my wife turns it on in the car, I'm not changing the dial. That's all I'm saying, Casino. The dial is staying. Oh, the only dial I'm cranking up is the shake volume. It you know? Shake it <laughs> up, shake it up. All right, Casino, let's move Sultry on down. to the, <laughs> the next uh topic i wanted your opinion on which was we just talked about something brought up by cowherd now i want to talk about something brought up by dan patrick that has kind of gone semi viral today that i wanted your thoughts on which was he said it is past uh it is past time to make the super bowl a saturday night event Thoughts on not, not other playoff games. Cause again, we do have playoff games in the divisional round wildcard round, which are now Monday nights, but there always been Saturday, Sunday for as long as I can imagine, or as long as I can remember. Do you think the super bowl should be moved to a Saturday night event? No, I don't,
1: <laughs> I, I don't, I don't think at all. I understand that, you know, people want to, they they have work the next day, this and that. But, I mean, Super Bowl Saturday doesn't sound as good as Super Bowl Sunday. Like, it just doesn't. Um, I mean, I, if you're going to make the time and you're going to take the time and put the money into going to a Super Bowl, I there's no way that people will even, A, if they have to go to work Monday, give a shit. They're still just going to fucking go, you know. They they know what they know what's at stake here, and then B is most of those people they already have the time off. They they plan to have Monday off. Like so, for those there's I can't see a soul going to the Super Bowl and be like, oh, now I got to work the next day, you know? Oh no, it's Monday and I have to work. You know, I it's questioning me going to the Super Bowl. No, they don't give a fucking shit. So I I I don't think
0: it's. I think it's more geared towards people watching the Super Bowl, going to Super Bowl parties, uh, getting all messed up, uh, and then being like, "Oh man!" And I have to wake up and go to the office tomorrow at nine. Yeah, so wait,
1: I I understand that, but that's what I'm saying is like people who are to, okay. So not even go watch the Super Bowl. They they're not. They can complain about it, but they mo- they don't care if it was on a Saturday or Sunday or whatever. They're still going to go to that party. True. They don't care. They don't care. My, like fans, The fans that are yeah. going to watch the Super Bowl, they're going to watch it, and they don't give a shit what happens the next day. I, I mean, make it on a Saturday. It's not going to change anything. I really don't think so. Well, it's also one if, of if if those
0: things where every week of NFL football is on a Sunday and we have Sunday night games that start at the same time the Super Bowl does now obviously the Super Bowl ends a little later because they have extended halftime and stuff but it's not if you're on the east coast you're used to games ending around 11 12 if you're on the west coast you're used to games ending around 8:39 like it's just I feel like it's a thing that as football fans we've kind of we're just used to, right? We're yeah. used to those. And, and the I, Super Bowl, again, it's fun, but it's not like...
1: I can take it or leave it. I, I really don't care. Change it to Saturday. It is what it is. But I, I, I see your point about it. But again, if people are going to go to those parties, they're going to go to those parties. You think it's going to up viewership? It probably will a little bit. But that just means more people are going to watch it off of one screen. You yeah. Know?
0: Well, it's also every year the Super Bowl is the most watched show of the year as it is. So really changing it from Saturday to Sunday, how many more people do you think are going to be like, oh, a busier night out now is going to make me watch the Super Bowl more than I would have on a Sunday night? The the amount of
1: TVs is not going to probably up too much because, as you said, parties. So I have five people over on a Sunday night for a party. I have 15 people who are on the on a Saturday for the party. You know, that's still just the that is still, you know, one TV, one viewership on that. Like
0: Yeah. And it's also one of those things where I don't feel like people being like, oh dang, the Super Bowl's on a Sunday. I can't watch it. And now it being on a Saturday, being like, Oh, finally I can watch the Super Bowl, because Saturday, Sundays are the days most people have off regardless. So it's still a weekend, you know. Regardless of the day it is. And then, uh, speaking of Super Bowl parties, casino, we'll squeeze this in. Best Super Bowl or just football in general snack to eat during a game? Give me like three. Best snack to eat through a game? Yes. During a football game or just sporting event, but specifically Super Bowl. Best Super Bowl uh, accoutrements. Household snack? I mean, anything.
1: Okay. Anything. Well, one for me is a layer dip. A layer dip, got to have it. Whatever yeah. kind. I don't care. It could be whatever. You have to have it. have to have yeah. a layer dip. Um, one that I personally love because I love finger foods. Uh, as you can see by my chubbiness. <laughs> um, some sort of like p- pigs in a blanket, something like a pastry meat combo. Um, it doesn't even have to be pigs in a blanket. It could literally just be like a miniature, like square ham sandwich or something for me though, personally pigs in a blanket. Um, but like some sort of pastry with a meat combo. And then, uh, let's see last. If we're just talking about snacks, not even like the full meals. Um, Hmm. 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 You know what? That's a good one. Um I, I just think of straight up potato chip. Just
0: give me the easiest <laughs> easiest potato chip going you can chalk. find. Chalk. Now is that in order? Um chip would be your number one have to have
1: seven uh, it doesn't even have to be a seven layer dip, but a layered dip. A layered dip.
0: You know what? My number three, I'm just going dip just across the board. It okay, can be I mean, one layer, it can be seven layers, just something that I can whoa. put something into. Right. Like I need I need a dip, you know, and I'm talking Super Bowl Sunday and I'm talking personal life. I just need something to dip into. Okay? I my wife was uh, on an earlier speaking podcast. Speaking of
1: wife and talking about <laughs> dipping, I'm going to answer this real quick.
0: <laughs> there you go. But my three. So obviously I just said as Casino takes a phone call, uh, I just said my number three would be a dip. And I like uh uh oh man, my my mom has, and this is a weird segue to talk about my mom's dip, but I'm specifically talking food. She always used to make like this sour cream orange dip that was spicy, that was delicious. Uh seven-layer dip can't go wrong with salsa or guacamole, just something again. I can dip a chip into. And also, you gotta go scoops, right? I'm tired of. Lay's or these store brand, uh, what is it, chips, you know, like the ripoff, knockoff brand chips where they're so thin that when you go in the dip, it breaks off. No, you need a thick scoop to get almost an ungodly amount of either dip or salsa on your chip where when you eat it, you say to yourself too much, right? You say too much for the salsa. You need a scoop. Tito's scoops, oh Titos scoops are
1: one of the greatest things ever invented, yeah, well I mean yeah they're they're one of the greatest things, and so yes, going back to just dip in general, I could have said queso, I could have said the the oh, I love a, that's a, great a buffalo chicken dip, those are always insanely amazing, um mm-hmm. so yes, dips all in all, but the king of dips that is a must for me, is I love a the layered. spinach dip as well It's spinach right. dip. so d- dips, dips in general, dips in general, but I think the, for me, my number one has to be a layered dip. I'm talking like the olives, the beans, the cheese, the, the sour cream, the whatever, like that seven layer dip, classic seven yep. layer dip thing. I'm, I'm a sucker for it. Give me a parfait of just savory goodness and I'm all yeah. for it. <laughs> I'm just
0: kidding. Uh, <laughs> number two for me, much like your chips, I'm going, no, uh, chips were I'm not going chips th-
1: were number chips were number three. Like, I don't, I don't know. Okay. My number two was like the pigs in a blanket.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm going chalk for my number two pick as well, casino. You know, I'm going just pizza. Pizza and sports. Big, that is feels just like a meal, such, though. It's, but it's, but it's not. And oh, I that's know, I know my number.
1: Okay. So then I'm going to change my number three. So it's okay. seven layer dip, then it's pigs in a blanket, and then it's wings.
0: See, I like wings, but during mm. football games, for some reason, I go pizza over wings. I don't mm. know why. Even though I love both, I love wings, but to me, football, no, there's nothing like giving, there's pizza. nothing else
1: like giving a high, a, a fucking greasy ass, hot sauce, <laughs> high five. Cause if you're doing wings, they have to be hot sauce. If it's anything else, you're a fucking loser. So <laughs> <I'm just saying. laughs> okay, I will say the, I, I never wanted to believe this was good, but the garlic Parmesan. Dude, if we're talking like, Buffalo
0: wild wings, Asian zing. That's Asian zing that's it's where day. it's at. That's all I eat. Yeah,
1: that's all I eat. We're, we're talking beat ups. Asian zing, zing, just smother it on there. I don't know but, what
0: it is, but it whatever it is, they figured it out. But here's the that's... thing: I don't
1: typically do wings at Buffalo Wild Wings. I do like those little street tacos. Really? I pick... Yeah. Huh.
0: Well, the wings are always so small and like. But you know what? My number one casino. My number one. Uh, if it's at the Eagles bar, I'm going Philly cheesesteak. Okay. okay that is a very really good Philly cheesesteak.
1: Cause I have gone to, to that bar with you before. That they're, is a good, they're Philly. very good.
0: Uh, but bomb. so honorable mention, but I feel like that's too uber specific for just specifically one place. My number one choice for during any sporting event, but especially football games, pretzel bites, pretzel bites. Uh, and I'm not saying a pretzel. A, a pretzel. Fine. Bite. No, pretzel No, pretzel bites are great. Bites
1: pretzel bites are great. Just stuff a little Vienna a sausage, sausage a in there. Spicy
0: jalapeno cheese.
1: Yeah. Just stuff a little. Game just, 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 just stuff a little Vienna sausage in there. You know,
0: just, <laughs> just stuff a little Vienna Which, sausage in when there. When I invite you over to watch games, is what we do. Right yeah. before, after, during the game, we're stuffing those with tiny, tiny sausages. But. During the game, I'll bring
1: the, I'll bring the Vienna
0: sausages. <laughs> uh, I mean, you can't go even a bad pretzel bite. You're like, this is still this is still good. It's my favorite fried food. It's my favorite unhealthy food. It's my favorite go to at a movie theater. We were talking about that earlier. Movie theater pretzel bites. They got good ones. Casino. That's my number one. Pretzel bites, a dip. So you th- you're everything. the
1: guy at the restaurant that will pay an extra five bucks for a pretzel bun.
0: Oh, no, no. a pretzel buns? It's yeah. number one. <laughs> a pretzel bun? I mean, I don't know why. I don't eat fast food like ever. I saw a commercial for, I believe it's Wendy's is bringing back I s- uh, a pretzel bun or yes, I saw.
1: It was uh you're right, it's the Wendy's commercial because it was that skinny it was the skinny it was the skinny white dude that was like all it's it's the Wendy's commercial guy. So yeah. I I saw that
0: and I was like, you know what? I'm probably gonna try that sandwich. That's what it is.
1: They're doing the pretzel bun with the baconator.
0: That yes. So it was a baconator commercial with the pretzel bun. I don't think I think the last time I ate at Wendy's was 20 years ago. I can't (laughs) remember the last time I ate at Wendy's. That commercial, I was like, pretzel bun, sign me up. Pretzel bun over sesame seed bun every day. Pretzel bun. I just, and you know what's crazy? I'm not a huge pretzel guy. I don't really, I'm not a big, I don't like pretzel sticks. I don't you like, like the, the hard soft pretzels.
1: buns. You like soft buns.
0: Yes. I, I'm a soft bun guy. Again, well, I'll bring the Vienna Netflix sausages. I can't really help you with the soft <laughs> yeah. buns. No, I have that at home. I have that let's talk about the new NFL coaching hires because specifically last night there was a big uh news Shit break time. which was Dan Quinn former coach of the uh Dallas Cowboys defensive coordinator will now be the next head coach of the Washington Commanders so not only is he staying in division but he's going to a rival in the commander's casino uh thoughts on this hiring uh, yeah.
1: good for him he got out
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: um jeez. uh i you know good for him you know taking a position i don't care if it's in division or a rival team to me that doesn't i, I could give two shits about that like When people are like, oh, it's a big deal. I don't care. I don't think they care. As long as he gets an opportunity as a head coach, good for him. Good for him.
0: Yeah, but as we've seen in the past, does it ever really work when a Super Bowl coach who got there one time, which obviously he did with the Falcons, and we all know how that turned out, Right. but he took that team to the Super Bowl, did not win, but then also... Uh, now he has that like pedigree where it's like, well, he's technically a Super Bowl caliber coach. He coached that Dallas defense from, you know, a middling pack to they were one of, if not the best defenses at multiple points during his tenure in Dallas. So when it becomes, and ironically he left, Kind of what I'm talking about, which is Mike McCarthy, who actually did win the Super Bowl, but then he's kind of—I mean, we talked about that when we talked about the Cowboys' loss, where it's like Mike McCarthy has been living off that Super Bowl win for, at this point, 13 years. Yeah, over like, a decade. and that's still—I mean, you obviously you only have to win one to be, you know, enamored as this Super Bowl winning coach, but even this guy. Uh, Dan Quinn, who took the Falcons to a Super Bowl, but then lost in one of probably the most heartbreaking losses ever, especially as a coach. Do you think the trend of former coach who took his team to a Super Bowl goes to a new team ever works, especially when it's, like we've said in the past, a great coordinator who, as a coach, is, you know, so-so? Um. Oh man. Sorry.
1: Uh, reshoot me that question there. Sure. I was a little,
0: uh, <laughs> uh it, was a, it was an, it
1: was an important work thing that I had to type there. Sorry.
0: No, I'm just saying, does the coach retread of a coach who has taken Been his team to the Super bowl. bowl Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah.
1: that that's tough. I mean, this league is tough to win in regardless. Like this is a tough league. Um, does it help to show that you've made it to a Super Bowl? Yes. Um, does it mean you'll ever get back to one in this league? No. And especially with the, with how short owners, um, do let like the short leash that owners have for their coaches, um, it's it's tough to make it there. So I think if you do make it there, it it is something to put your hat on. Um, thirteen years, like like McCarthy, like that's a little much. Um, but I I'm definitely fine with giving with giving him another shot as a head coach. Um, I mean, for the commanders, especially you, you're not going to get much worse. You know, you're not getting much worse there. I'm sorry. Did that answer your question or did I miss that?
0: No, no, it did. But then the, uh, the, the Segu casino is then we talk about a guy. We go from talking about a guy who went to a Super Bowl and lost to the coach who is still on the market. When it comes to Bill Belichick, right? But you how know do you, how do you hire a coach? Again, it's not like Dan Quinn is a young buck, right? He's been he's been around we've, not as long as well, Belichick. We've kind of but... talked
1: about this. Like Belichick is still on contract. Like something's going to have to happen with the contract. Plus, we don't know what's happening with Andy Reid and the Chiefs. So, for all we know, Belichick and Vrabel they could be teaming up. Who fucking knows? They could be teaming up and, and go coaching the Chiefs together. I mean, that is a great. I do think like, that's like they just haven't said it. And, you know, people aren't going to say anything until after the Super Bowl. You know, yeah. I mean, at this point, at this point, I really do think Reed is gone after that, especially if he wins the Super Bowl. If he doesn't win the Super Bowl, questions. But I really think if they win this Super Bowl, he's gone. And either Vrabel or Belichick are have already been in talks and it, they've kept it very tight. That one of those two is going to get that job. There's no way that either one of those two coaches are still on the market because people don't want them. The one that I could see would be would be Belichick, um, because he's got a certain style. Um, his age, not a lot of people play that kind of football anymore. Um, and plus, he's got baggage coming with him. But for Vrabel, for him not to be picked up is a little questionable. Um, at this point, uh, cause again, it was a shocker to everybody that he got fired. Um, I think that was just the Titans team itself was rough and he did the best he could with that team. Um, and he, there, there, his players always fought, like he always had, we're going to play to the whistle ends mentality. And he's always done very well with that. Um, so no, I mean, it is odd, but I do think that at least one of those two, are going to be taking over in KC, especially with Reed. If he and I do think if he wins the Super Bowl, he's out.
0: Yeah, I do too. I think it, I think he can also. When you look at the whole Belichick aspect of it, and I believe it was uh, Humphrey, the 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 corner, the former cornerback, kind of went viral for being like. The coach who won six Super Bowls is still on the market. I think that tells you everything you need to know. And I do think the only thing affecting Belichick's legacy in relation to Brady, because, you know, when when Brady left, the question was, was it Belichick or Brady? Everybody knows it's both, but it was like, who's more responsible, blah, blah, blah. Brady immediately goes and wins the Super Bowl. Belichick immediately uh, just turns... You know, the dynasty of the Patriots into where now they're drafting what the third overall pick and then all these high profile jobs were open for by all intensive purposes, mostly perennial losers right and none of them brought in. The winningest coach or about to be the winningest coach in NFL history when he gets his next job. So, I do think again, we talked about it on the show where it's the you have to trade for him, it's the he wants full control in the office, he wants to probably pick player personnel as well. Yeah, that's a lot to give up, but it's also one of those things where, yeah, it's a lot to give up, but also for 20 years, we saw it work in. New England when he did wear all those hats. So, you're on mute. Uh, In a different
1: style of football though.
0: Well, that's another thing. Has just football passed him by?
1: I I think after,
0: finally, I I think it finally has. I think it has. I think so as well, which is a good segue into uh, Wait, a what? A segu, I'm sorry. Uh, Which is a good segu into the uh Seattle Seahawks also hired their new head coach who is a man by the name of Mike McDonald. Uh
1: he had a he farm by the way. He did not
0: have a farm casino. I knew you Dang were it. going there. <laughs> he starting not have a farm. very well. He was the this is the question I wanted to ask. He was has only been a defensive coordinator for two seasons. Or I'm sorry, three seasons. So he was at Michigan as a defensive coordinator for 2021 and then with the baltimore ravens the past two years and going into this season he will now be the seattle seahawks head coach so for a guy who's only been a defensive coordinator for three years do you think it's too soon for someone like this to be a head coach in the nfl
1: Shoot that to me again. Sorry, BJ. Uh
0: do you think for someone this young who has only been a defensive coordinator for three years, uh, do you think it's too soon for him to be a head coach?
1: Um, that's not our decision to make. Um uh, first half, but I mean I think it's fine. personally, do I think it's a little early? Yes. I need that on, please. Thank you. <laughs> I need the lights. Got to show my complexion. Hmm. Um, So, yes, uh, let's just say a little early. I think it could be a little early.
0: Well, it's also crazy that they went from the oldest coach in the league uh, with Pete Carroll to now one of the youngest with this guy, Mike McDonald, because he's been coaching since uh, 2008. So he's still – he was born in 87. So what? That makes him – 36 so i mean still pretty young but also one of those things where it's you see it all the time on the offensive side where you hire these young hot shots and sometimes they work out sometimes they don't but you never really see it on the defensive side usually the defensive guys are like the older grizzled you know, veterans who have been around forever, like a Vic Fangio who just, who got hired for, you know, the Dolphins last year, the Eagles this year. But one of those hotshots casino that did get hired is Cliff Kingsbury is back in the league and it's projected that he is going to be the Las Vegas Raiders offensive coordinator. Is that a good move?
1: I mean, I think so. You're revamping that team completely. I like it. Um, yeah, I, I think he would come in and do just a fine job with that team personally.
0: Yeah. Uh, other little coaching moves that we, uh, talked about, or wanted to talk about Arthur Smith goes from the Falcons head coach to the Steelers Steelers, new offensive coordinator, which can't be any worse than Matt Canada. So definitely not. And then, uh, Oh, the other, the last one I wanted to talk about with you casino was
1: Alex. Was who? No, nothing. Keep going. Uh,
0: Was that Jim Harbaugh, who we talked about, became the Chargers head coach. He basically came out and said that he is going to try to bring heavy running attack back into the NFL. And that's the way that he beats Patrick Mahomes. And there's rumors that he's really uh, enamored with Saquon Barkley from the Giants. How? Well, do you think the pairing of Harbaugh on the Chargers is going to go when he has Herbert there already? And kind of in his introductory press conference, it made it sound like we're going to be a running team. We're going to be, you know, a heavy, a heavy, it sounded like heavy run offense that's tailor made for the play action, you know, downfield
1: stuff. I think I I, when too. when he went there, I, I was like, "This is that organization needed a revamp." We we had talked about it for years. We're surprised that the uh, the previous head coach and the previous GM were there for as long as they were. That this was a huge huge step for them to get Jim uh, to get Jim Harbaugh in there, and I, I like it. I like it a lot. And him being very vocal about, "Oh no, we're going hard on the running game." like we're going to make this happen. You already have as you said Herbert in there. You're not a big fan. I like him. I just thought that team should be so much better, but they were hindered by the GM and the and the coach. Um I like I like this. Change the identity of that team. You know, try to stop them from being all on Herbert in the passing game. You you really bring in a heavy heavy run game. That's you already have a little bit that's there. <laughs> um but uh, with uh, um, uh, oh my gosh, oh wow, Blaking on the oh, Eckler, uh, Eckler, yes. Um, so you have to bring him, and then you, if you bring in a big dog like Saquon, somebody that can handle like the big time power running, something like that, and then you got the dice guy with with Eckler in there, and then as you said, you could bring him that 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 uh, pass option play action. The thank yeah. you play action. I don't know. I pass option. I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> um, with the play action there, that um, dude, that that team can be very deadly, very fast, and I I like that. Um, yeah, no, I think that that's an amazing. I that that's an amazing hire. That's an amazing statement. I really really like what the Chargers are doing, going in that direction.
0: Yeah. Uh, last thing was Kellen Moore also went from said chargers to the Eagles uh, as an Eagles fan. I'm, a, I'm ecstatic. I think he'll be a great fit. Uh, literally all I need to see was online. Somebody put a side-by-side of here's the routes. Devonte Smith ran in their last game. Here's the routes. Uh, the chargers. I can't remember what wide receiver they use, but here's the routes that the chargers wide receiver at his same position ran in their last game. And it was literally 10 or five Devonte Smith throws on the right side and like two on the left. And then you saw the chargers guy. And it was like 50 different routes all over the field and they're all crossing over. And like the, on the Eagles side, it was the wide o- the middle was wide open, not one pass thrown there. On the Chargers side, it was, again, looked like a bowl of spaghetti with all- with how much different variations they were, which is literally all anybody wanted if you watched Eagles game last year, which was just some sort of creativity and just opening up the pass game. So... Could not be more ecstatic with both him and Fangio being hired. Uh, But that's going to do it for the Only Sports Podcast. Welcome back, Casino. Great to have you. I missed you. Uh, We will be back next week, probably Monday or Tuesday, depending. And then we'll be back, obviously, next Friday for the Um... final episode before the Super Bowl.
1: You got it. It's going yes. to be Tuesday. I can tell you it's not going to be Monday. I will not be available.
0: There you go. So we'll be back next week on Tuesday and Friday. This has been the Only Sports Podcast. I'm Will. That's Casino over there. Howdy doodly. Adios.